Hey, what's up, everybody? This is an open discussion with C3 Films. My name is Chris, and this is... Cheryl. And today we are going to be talking about the Marvel movie Black Widow. So we are going to get into spoiler territory here. If you haven't got, seen the movie, um, well, you can go and see it in the theaters if you want to. That's up to you. Otherwise, it's available on Disney Plus for $30. Split it with some friends, and it'll cost you like five bucks. So that's the way that I would recommend watching it. It's the way that we watched it here. And yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. So Black Widow, after all this time as being like a founding Avenger, one of the six original members, gets a movie posthumously, which I thought was a very strange timing. It almost felt like before I even coming to this movie, my thoughts were like were in the, in the realm of it feels like you guys are doing this because you realize you messed up you realize that you needed to give this woman a movie sooner and you didn't do it in the time frame that you should have. And now that the character is dead and people are upset that this founding Avenger never got her own movie, now you're trying to go back and kind of fix the mistake. So that being said, the movie is made. It exists. We now have a standalone Black Widow movie that is her story that takes place in between Civil War and Infinity War. So how did, what did you think about it, Cheryl? Like, where do you fall when it comes to this movie? I'm pretty neutral about it. I didn't think it was terrible, but I also didn't think it was worth paying to see. <laughs> I would recommend waiting the three months to watch it on Disney Plus when you don't have to pay extra. But it was... It was fun to watch. It was an action movie. It had lots of action. It had lots of fighting. It had lots of uh, humor. I liked, you know, the the family dynamic and, and everything. Um, and I liked, uh, I don't know, it just, it was easy to watch, I guess you could say. It's, it's one of those, like, I just very easily turned my brain off, watched the fighting, and just sat with it, like, that's what movie is. Marvel movie is action and the little substance. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and for the most part, yeah. Generally, I agree that they that these movies like don't really delve into like deep territory. What's interesting about this movie was that I liked it a lot with how it was beginning. The movie kind of felt like a Bond movie. Um, funny because then they actually show kind of like when you're watching rear window they show a scene where they're watching james bond on the television um television screen i forget which bond movie it was but yeah the the opening montage um to the remix to it smells like teen spirit and all the like scenes and everything the way it was shot it feels it feels like the opening of a, of a bond movie and i thought that was really cool the movie also is darker than a lot of Marvel movies. It deals with some really dark subject matter, basically like sending these girls away into this camp to be trained and turned into assassins. And those that don't cut it are just straight up like disregarded and killed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was surprised that, that that's how the movie, that that's the direction the movie was going right off the bat. I mean, it was kind of like, feeling that that's probably where they would end up sort of going just knowing um I, I mean I don't know very much about Black Widow but I do know that 
she was trained to be an assassin from a very young age. So I, I wasn't surprised to see that. I, I was surprised to see how detailed they went into it in terms of like actually showing us that you know those scenes and stuff like that I I thought that they were just going to be like oh yeah that happened and I thought they were going to start off with young her being an assassin not how she became one right yeah no definitely and you mentioned the family dynamic one of the things I liked finding out in the movie was how they weren't actually a real family they were basically just kind of they were given an assignment and they were a fake family and everybody knew except the youngest, which was Jelena. And so for her, she has a very different connection to everyone than they have to, to each other. And I liked that element of it, like seeing those family dynamics play out in those scenes. That was more fun to me. I enjoyed David Harbour's character as the proud father of his two assassin girls, thinking that he honestly did something good for them. And they're looking at him like, no, <laughs> this, this was terrible. <laughs> so, but I, I like the fact that the, that the family wasn't just this um, lovey-dovey, we absolutely care about each other, like family, they, like the trailers made it look like. They were a family where it's like, we were four strangers that were put together and that's, and it was just a job. And that's what they say out loud, but inside they kind of, did kind of connect with each other and do see each other as family. So I like that element of it. Yeah. I think, you know, if they, if you spend three years with the same people, you do become a family. So I, I, I do, I do see how they, they do actually care about each other. Um, and I really, I don't know, like it was just funny. I think the only problem that I had though, it was something that really bothered me were the accents because it was so inconsistent. Like, first, like, Black Widow herself, Natasha doesn't have one. Um, and then they're able to, you know, when they're in Ohio, speak to each other without one. Yelena is kind of raised in Ohio and didn't have a accent growing up. So you would think when she is an adult, she wouldn't have one. And then... Like, apparently they just switch their accents, which I, I guess I kind of get. But when they're, like, at home alone, why are they still using American accents? And, <laughs> and it's like, they're speaking English with their accents, but they're not speaking, like, grammatically correct. Which is, like, weird to me because I'm like, you know how to speak English correctly without an accent. So why are you, like, chopping it up right now like you don't know English very well? <laughs> it's so funny you bring that up because that was one of the main arguments that the group got into at the conclusion of the movie was about the accents and specifically, you know, Widow being supposedly Russian and everything else like that and her being assassin, so maybe that's why she doesn't have an accent. But then when you're with your family, like, anybody who has grown up speaking a second language or has grown up with an accent that's not the one that they eventually ad adopt, all knows that when you get around family or close friends that you speak a certain way with, that accent comes back, you know, when you're not in, when you're not out in public. So 
I think that's very I think that's very cool that you brought that detail up because that was another thing that really stood out to us about this movie. Is it a little nitpicky? Absolutely. However, it's something that we noticed too as a collective. So I think that that's very interesting. It threw me off and guys, I was by myself. It just bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this by myself, so, so I as my one group. <laughs> right. My one person group. <laughs> no, exactly. So, but here's the other thing. Um, I got to start talking about some of the things that kind of bothered me in the movie. And one of the immediate things that uh, like jumped out to me, and, and it's going to be mainly story related because the story itself is very, is a very simple story. Uh, Black Widow thinks that the Red Room was destroyed. It wasn't. She teams up with her family to go and take the Red Room down and destroy it for good. Simple story. Fine. But what doesn't make sense story-wise is how Taskmaster found Black Widow in the first place at the beginning of the movie. When Black when they, they don't show Taskmaster having any type of tracking on the the vials that Yelena sends to Black Widow. So like how how does he know that the vials are there? Why doesn't he get the vials before the other guy goes and picks it up and takes it to Widow's house? Why doesn't he get the vials like at that moment? Like, how did he know where the vials were in the first place? Or excuse me, I keep saying he, but we all know what Taskmaster actually is in this movie, but we'll get to that later. Um, I was so confused. It was like, who? <laughs> who are you talking about? You're talking about the daughter, right? In the suit? Yeah, the daughter in the suit. So it like Black Widow starts this movie on the run. So there's no reason for anyone to know where Widow is. And even the sister doesn't know and just happens, she goes to, like the way it happens is that she puts the vials in um, a safe house that was once used by Widow and is using that same safe house, which is a safe house by S.H.I.E.L.D. It's a little strange if you're trying to be on the run why you use a known safe house, but whatever. But she sends it to her, her sister and then her sister takes it, thinks it's junk by the way, is about to throw it away and it's only after Taskmaster shows up that she thinks, oh, wait a second, you're here for something else. But it doesn't make sense how she knew how Taskmaster knew where Widow was when no one knew where Widow was, not even her sister. And it doesn't make sense how he knew where the vials were when there's no trackers in the vials. So, and I get it, that's one of the things that were like, we gotta start the movie, but it's one of those story things where it's just like, this doesn't really make sense. And it leads into the next part that doesn't make sense, which is when Widow and Yelena actually fight each other. Yelena has no reason to not trust Widow when you know she's an Avenger and you sent the stuff to her knowing that you wanted her to come to the house to help you. So why are you holding a gun on her? Widow hasn't seen you. So Widow, I could see under understandably, might not trust you as much, but also Widow thinks the Red Room has been destroyed, so she has no reason to even believe that you're still an assassin. So that whole thing just reeked of we just need these people to fight even if the fight doesn't make sense and when they're fighting it's not like they're playing playfully like well let's see how good you've gotten over the last couple of years they, they look like they're really trying to hurt each other so it just that it just felt weird it's like why are you guys fighting story-wise like why is this happening yeah i felt the same way i also wrote that down in my notes i didn't understand why they didn't trust each other and why they were fighting Especially when they, like, you know, like you said, uh, Yelena sent the vials to Natasha 
supposedly, and they they actually verbally confirm that in that scene. So like, why <laughs> are they fighting? I just didn't understand why they wouldn't trust each other. Yeah, and the only reason is because the movie wanted to have a cool action scene. Yeah, of them know? fighting, and it, 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 this is just kind of like how I felt about this movie in general, and that's what I was saying earlier. It's an action movie, so it's just sprinkled with, you know, every other scene is going to be an action scene, um, literally, and <laughs> and that was one of them. It didn't make sense, but it was there because that's what this movie is, an action movie, and so they're just going to, whatever reason there is to fight, everyone's just going to fight each other. Right, and, the, and to be fair, like, the scenes we see, uh, the action scenes that are in this movie, I... I felt like they were very well done. So there might be one or two that felt weird, but generally I, I felt like I enjoyed some, like the ones that I was seeing. Um, but wait, wait, did, you, did you not enjoy any of them? I had a problem with the prison breakout. Oh, we were getting to the prison breakout. We were, I was literally about to bring up the prison breakout, but you beat me to it. What were you going to say about the prison breakout? I thought it was annoying. I was so annoyed because I was like, you show up, you have no plan. Like it, it's, it seemed like you had a plan because you gave him an earpiece to break him out. But then you literally just like hover over and like, okay, I'll guide you out the door. But then you figure out how to get up here to the helicopter all by yourself. And then, oh, wait, looks like you're having problems. So I'm going to jump down there on the on the bridge there and just fight people that are not bothering you. Um, and then I need to escape now. And so <laughs> also, yep. they were, like, shooting at the helicopter. And apparently, they can't shoot the cockpit. And then when she's standing in the doorway, they they can they can't shoot the opening of the doorway. They can shoot on either side of the doorway, they, not they hit the doorway. <laughs> right? She's sitting there basically chewing gum and pulls out like a rocket launcher, and there's bullets that literally hit either side of her in the doorway, but they don't hit her. So I was like, what am I watching? Why are they doing this? Like this, it doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good because it feels poorly planned. Like, I don't feel like Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, would try to break out this guy with zero plan. She's an assassin and her sister, assassin. So why are they like going in like guns a blazing, kicking down the door Winging. in a helicopter? Yep. With no plan. Yep. <laughs> Which, by the way, is gonna lead me to that the helicopter scene, the one really really bad CG moment in this movie. Do you remember when the helicopter just crashes? Mm. So they're in the helicopter and they say. We need to we need we need we need a certain amount of gas to get to where we're going and he says, Don't worry, we'll make it and then they do a hard cut and the helicopter just falls and hits the ground. Yeah. And literally the CG looks like something you would see on a television show. It is that bad. And I literally was thinking, someone in editing told you that you can't just cut to the helicopter already crashed and then walking away and have that work, even though that that absolutely does work. And so you had to quickly put together a scene where the helicopter crashes and it looks terrible it really looks like tv cgi in a marvel disney blockbuster movie like 
how did that make it in? Wow, that that just caught me completely off guard. I was I wasn't sure if you noticed that. I didn't notice it, but now I want to go back and look at it. <laughs> yeah, you go back. It's right when the helicopter crashes. It's so bad. Um, but yeah, no, the prison breakout, and then they they caused all those people to die because they they caused an avalanche that comes and just wipes the prison off the face of the map. I guess we can assume that they're all evil, including the guards that work there, but you guys just got a lot of people killed for this one guy. Yeah, sounds like an Avenger move to me. <laughs> right? And so the next thing, there's two big, uh, two other big things that we got to mention. So we got to mention the, the Harvey Weinstein allegory in this movie because Drakoff is basically Harvey Weinstein. And so I was just like, all right, well, that's what we're doing now. All right, all right, Marvel. We, we're, we're in there. We're not being subtle about this at all, are we? Yeah, um, it was, I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah. have an opinion about this. Besides, <laughs> like, it was just whatever. It was not original. Mm-mm, no. Not at all. And even that scene didn't make sense because the whole thing about it is that she has she smells your pheromones. Or if they smell his pheromones, then she can't do anything to him. And so since she's come in, she's been smelling smelling his pheromones. And I thought that when she was trying to get him to like hit her, he was trying to get her she was trying to get him to break her nose so she couldn't smell his pheromones anymore, which would make sense and then it, they would dissipate. But Apparently, then she breaks her own nose, and then immediately the pheromones just don't have any effect on her, which is not how that would actually work if it has already kind of gotten into your brain. But whatever. But the other weird thing is that, like, she knew that they were that she that he had the pheromones, didn't do anything to like block it so that she wouldn't, you know. Well, he said they did say you can't just hold your breath, so there was that. Um, but still, it's just it was just very strange how they decided to to handle how she was able to handle that scene, you know? It felt weird. Well, I mean, you know, they're filmmakers, not scientists, so <laughs> We just got we just got done with that. <laughs> nice. Inside joke. Uh, yeah, and I'm sitting in a room with scientists and engineers and they are ready to tell me like that just doesn't work. I mean and it's hard with Widow because she is a regular human being. So when you see her do these incredible feats, it's kind of like, how is she surviving? Because if there's an MVP in this movie, it's seatbelts. I don't know if you guys have noticed when you saw this movie, but when Widow was wearing her seatbelt in the beginning of the movie where she is ta attacked by Taskmaster, her car gets like, like blindsided and almost put off of like the bridge and she's fine. But then later, her car actually gets hit with a like an explosion underneath and flips them over and it looks like terrible. The car's doing flips, but they got their seatbelt on, so they're fine. So remember everybody, wear your seatbelts, <laughs> seat they'll keep you alive in explosions. Uh, I don't know if you caught it, but she actually told Yelena to put her seatbelt on. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yeah, she did. This is gonna save your life. <laughs> seatbelts are MVP, y'all. They're MVP. Um, but yeah, but the other major thing that I had a problem with, and this is going to sound like with the word that you use, bookist, but it's not so much um, because it's not that big a deal, but Taskmaster and how Taskmaster was portrayed, portrayed in this movie. 
So Taskmaster in the comic books is a is a mercenary that has a photographic memory. And with that photographic memory, anything that Taskmaster sees, Taskmaster is able to replicate. So if you have a martial art, if Taskmaster sees the martial art, then Taskmaster can do the martial art. Taskmaster is also in the comics a male and also has um, a personality to speak of, uh, a very strong personality. And this version of Taskmaster, the fact that Taskmaster is female in this movie, not a big deal, just a little jarring if you're not expecting it. But then when Taskmaster doesn't speak through the whole movie and you realize what the movie is about, it's kind of easy to see that Taskmaster is going to be female and that's going to be like the reveal at the end of the movie, which movies stop using gender as your, you know, as your twist. But um, then the next thing that is the issue is that the character that Taskmaster is in this, in, is in this movie is the daughter of Drakoff. And the daughter of Drakoff is literally used as kind of like a human bomb delivery service by Natasha in the past to kill the father. And it works, or it kind of works, but they both survived the blast. And she's kind of like, got a, like a burn mark here, which is not gonna be the case if you're at point blank range for an explosion. Um, but also she doesn't harbor any type of ill will towards, towards Black Widow, which could have been interesting if she had more of a personal stake in going after Widow more so than just being a mindless drone of her father, because it doesn't matter if she doesn't like her father. The fact is you still try to use her and kill her to kill him too, when she was also a victim, if she was a victim, which the movie makes it out that she was then he's not going to just automatically be cool with Black Widow just because she eventually did kill her father. And I think that, to me, that is a plot point that just felt highly underutilized and is really unfortunate. Yeah, I could see that. I did feel a little weird about about that character versus the Widows because I was like, why is this one so special as opposed to, like, I just couldn't figure out why they needed to have another different character, which is Taskmaster, um, as opposed to all the other widows, if they're basically kind of represented in the same way, uh, in the sense that they're just being mind controlled. So right. I felt like, you know, besides the fact that that Taskmaster can mimic um, combat styles. I, I was just like, why didn't he just do that to all of them then? Because then you'd have a, an army of really powerful people. But it's, yeah, yeah, like why is only this one person that can do that? <laughs> right, and it'd be different if because like the in the comics, it's just it's a skill that Taskmaster has. Like Taskmaster has a photographic memory, so when Taskmaster sees things, Taskmaster remembers it. It's not just just combat styles but they make it a point that it's a skill and it almost feels like when you're going through this movie taskmaster is almost kind of like a robot um it feels like they're trying to do like some, something similar to with the winter soldier but i don't think it works as well with this with this interpretation of taskmaster and i feel like it could have been a lot stronger if this taskmaster did feel different than just just the the girls like imagine you get to the end of the movie 
and Widow's thinking that Taskmaster's been brainwashed and under the control the entire time. And Taskmaster's like, no, I'm doing this because you, you, you almost killed me. And so, and then it's like, oh wait, you weren't brainwashed this entire time at all. And now this character does feel different than just every other widow without, you know, because we don't know if the reason that Taskmaster has the ability to mimic is because that it's an experimental thing or it's just that character. But if that character is brainwashed and doesn't have any real thing to, to lay claim to themselves, we have no reason to believe that it's their own skill. You have, and we can only just believe that it's what Dracoff did. But then how would you conclude the conflict between Taskmaster and, and Black Widow? You said what? How would you conclude that conflict? I'd have to think about it more, but I feel like that conflict would have to resolve in maybe something where they are fighting and Widow refuses. Like, this is like the dumb, the, the, the really quick one that's just off the top of my head with no thought. Like, if Widow refuses to fight Taskmaster, which Widow did, but there needs to be like an active acknowledgement that this is what's happening because of the thing that I did to you and the other person understanding that that's what's happening. So if Taskmaster is like, fight me, fight me, you tried, you killed, you almost killed me, you tried to kill me, fight me, I don't forgive you, I don't forgive you. And then eventually, maybe doesn't even say the words, I forgive you, but just stops fighting and shows acceptance, then that feels stronger than after their whole fight and she gets um, de-brainwashed. And the only thing that she can say to Widow is, is he dead? Talking about her father, but completely glossing over the fact that Widow also tried to kill her. Then that to me feels stronger and is a better character moment and also can give you a, another villain character that feels more than just an evil drone, which is the biggest problem with this movie is that the main villain is just pure evil Weinstein and the other villain is just mindless drone. Right, and then they can make another movie for Taskmaster. Yeah, Taskmaster <laughs> can be a cool character, you know? So it's just, uh, it's unfortunate. And as somebody who likes the character, um, I just, it, it wasn't cool to, to me to see Taskmaster portrayed as just kind of a mindless drone. Um, it works for Winter Soldier because that's also what Winter Soldier is uh, usually in the comics. But even then, when Winter Soldier is de-brainwashed, so to speak, and you see Winter Soldier fighting with Cap, it's kind of the same thing, right? Cap doesn't want to fight Bucky because Bucky is Cap's friend. And that relationship is behind every punch. And so it's it means something. There's weight to that conflict. But when your drone doesn't have any type of say or agency over their own feelings about what you did to them, it doesn't make the fight in Final Conflict have nearly as much weight as it could when these two characters actually are connected. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's too bad. Kind of like when uh, when Iron Man and and Cap have a fight. That that was such a good fight, and like you feel so much from it. But that fight between Taskmaster and Black Widow is just. Like, you already know who's going to win. It's like, it doesn't really matter because, you know, it's just like, let's just quickly resolve this. I'm done yeah. watching them fight. <laughs> yeah. And I just, and they try, I feel like they tried to build it up, but they, I don't think it was pushed enough. But Black Widow used a kid to kill somebody and killed the kid, quote unquote. That, and it's something that has clearly been bothering her for her ever since she did that. And that needed to be played up just a little bit more 
and you can use the character of Taskmaster to do that with Taskmaster's relent, relent, how relentless Taskmaster is when it comes to when when Taskmaster first shows up and sees Widow in that car, like it needs to be yo. I don't care about the Biles anymore. The Biles are my mission, but I just saw you. I'm killing you. And it feels stronger, but I don't know. That's That feels to me just like a missed opportunity. It's not enough to say that the movie is terrible, but it was enough to not make me enjoy the movie as much as I could have. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of um, other things um, that, you know, there's just a lot to say about this movie, I guess. We talked a lot about <laughs> the things that we didn't like. Um, but I thought it was interesting. It was a little predictable, but I thought it was interesting. I loved Rachel White Weiss in this movie. And yeah. the whole thing with the, the betrayal, betrayal, double cross. <laughs> was That was fun. Um, it was very Black Widow, I think. And it was just weird with the, uh, with the villain being the villain and you know he's just like this chump guy it would have been much stronger if if taskmaster was like the main villain uh almost like we didn't even really need that guy in the first place yeah but i did like that he like did his whole evil monologue thing and then of course natasha's like thank you for cooperating because she does that in like every movie pretty much (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that was a cool call back, uh, like from the Avengers and how she like got Loki and stuff. I was happy to see that they still had her able to do that because that's supposed to be like her special ability, right? She get information out of you without you realizing that you're giving it to her. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and like, I think that's that's just about everything that were that kind of stood out for me. Um, there's definitely, like you said, there's a lot in this movie. Um, we kind of, we really heart, we, I think we really hit home on kind of like the biggest issues that we've had. Uh, were there other little, other little small things that stuck out, uh, that stood out to you? Um, not really. Uh, I mean, I could talk a little bit about like the after credits scene and such, but I know we're running out of, um, of time. So I think we'll have to take, put that in the, in the back, the back seat. Okay. Cool. So yeah, and if you guys want to hear more about how, uh, like, what we had to say about this movie, you can always tune into our Twitch streams where we have longer versions of where we talk about these movies and these segments. Um, so make sure you follow us there. But yeah, what did you guys think about the movie? Did you enjoy it? Did you have fun with it? Uh, is it your favorite Marvel film now? Where does it stand on the list of Marvel films? Whatever you thought about it, comment below. Let us know. The way down there, if you can give us a like, share, and subscribe. Even if you don't, though, I have been Chris, and this has been Cheryl, and we will see you all next time.